certain that somebody's going to come up with something like a mammoth that he's busy preparing a habitat for them? Yes, uh, Sergei Zimov. He's a, a really interesting guy who has purchased a lot of land around where he works in northeastern Siberia. And he is trying to create a habitat that uh, mammoths can live in, but also that the species that are alive today that are kind of struggling to find sufficient habitat can live in. So right now he has several different species of deer and he has bison that he's imported from Canada and there are wild horses that are living there. And over the course of just a few years, years, they've transformed this landscape from a relatively barren tundra to a pretty rich and productive grassland. Suppose somebody did bring back the woolly mammoth or something like it. A successful species is more than just biology, right? I mean, if this species hasn't existed before, how are the first new ones going to learn how and what to eat or how to survive? It's a great question, and it's a question that needs to be considered when a species is being considered for de-extinction. You have this first phase where you manipulate a genome or you edit a genome and you change it so that you have an individual whose genome sequence looks like the way you want it to look. Then what comes next? That individual has to be born, has to learn how to act like a mammoth, if that's what you want it to act like. If that individual is born into a family of elephants, which it probably would be, isn't it just going to learn how to be an elephant? Probably. Is that enough? Well, it depends on whether being an elephant that can survive in the Arctic is enough to fill the niche that the mammoth once filled. So is that the reason to do this? Not just to bring back a species, but to rescue or create an entire ecosystem? I would say that that is the reason to do it, not to bring back a species, but to restore missing interactions on an ecosystem that might actually help the species that are alive today. You're one of the, the few people doing this kind of work, working with ancient DNA. What's it like in, in the lab? <laughs> well, it's actually a big pain. <laughs> um, ancient DNA is, uh, it, basically, it just means DNA that's in terrible condition. The best preserved remains that we get are from the Arctic, which is why we focused for such a long time on the big animals that used to live in the Arctic, like bison and horses and mammoth and woolly rhinos and things like that. Have you actually gone hunting for mammoth bones, hoping to find some DNA? Sure. I've been out both in Siberia several times, and I do most of my field work up in the Yukon Territory and in northern Alaska. And what do you do in the lab? What we do is we get the DNA in the form of the bone, and we take it back to the lab, and then we powder it up into a small powder, and then we incubate it with some chemicals that actually will break down all the bits of that bone that aren't DNA and wash it away, get the DNA out. And then we take that DNA and we sequence all of it. What we get back is a, like a, a hard drive full of ACs, Gs, and Ts broken down into smaller fragments. So the first task is to pull all that stuff apart and figure out what's mammoth and what isn't mammoth. So besides figuring out how to bring extinct species back, there's also the issue of which ones. I mean, let's say you were on the President's Commission for De-Extinction, if there was such a thing, tasked with coming up with a short list of species to bring back. What would some of your top candidates be? It's a fascinating question. And, you know, I, I taught a class here at UC Santa Cruz a few years ago where I asked all of my students to do that. Everybody seems to have a different reason for choosing different species. Some people choose species that are just fascinating, that are really different or weird or compelling for some reason. Other people just chose species because they thought they were cool, you know? Um, <laughs> somebody want to bring a, a mammoth back to life because they want to ride one. 
Well, I guess I thought that was the driving force behind the new science of de-extinction. I guess I thought that what everybody wanted was to see a living passenger pigeon again, or a living mammoth again, or any of the other things that have have disappeared. Sure, if I could have the chance to see a mammoth, that would be amazing, and it would be incredible, and it would be scientifically fulfilling in some way. But I'm still not sure that that's good enough to justify the expense, both financial and ethical, of doing it. It sounds like what you're saying is, is ethically, you have a real problem with the idea of one-offs. Let's create a mammoth or a saber-toothed tiger or, you know, Yes. A raptor, just so we can see what they used to look like. Yes. Ethically, I have a problem with bringing a species that's extinct back just for the sake of looking at it and being happy that you've done it. I think if we are going to go through with de-extinction, we need to know why. There needs to be an ecologically compelling reason to bring them back, and we need to do it the right way. You can't bring back one mammoth.